Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Hello everyone, welcome to Tossing Clubs, the podcast where three average dudes just talks about random things about golf. I'm one of your co-hosts, Frank Zhang. I'm with my buddy, Zachary Moses and Aaron Tan. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing great, Frank. I'm ready to talk about golf. I'm stoked to be here. Let's go, baby. I think one of the first questions everyone asks is, why are we starting a podcast or even how are you starting a podcast In what world do you think we should start a podcast right so zach you're one of the originators of this idea tell tell us about this process yeah i think there are not enough golf podcasts out there that are from three very average dudes that have nine to five jobs and play golf on weekends and kind of you know providing that perspective of the amateur golfer that doesn't think he's actually going to go pro, but is obsessed with golf and just providing that that opinion. Oh, 100%. And Aaron, could you tell the viewers just how average we are? We are very average. We still duff our shots. We hit shanks on the course. We, we don't practice our putting. Three and four putts are not uh, abnormal. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think for what I like, why I'm here is I feel like we just want to make uh, golf more accessible to just the, the average person. A hundred percent. And just giving the perspective of the average dude, again, working nine to five, we got, you know, SOs, we got other priorities too, you know, but let's have some fun and just talk about all the things that's great about golf. So I think what we can do is first start off and give the listeners just a little brief background and intro of who we are, how we got into golf, and uh, maybe one or two fun facts about you know your golf journey and maybe who your favorite golfer is. So, Zach, I will shoot this over to you. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, so I think I'm the uh, most veteran golfer of the group. I started playing when I was pretty young, uh, about 10 or 11 and um, picked up the game, played a lot throughout high school, got pretty good. Um, at the time was, you know, breaking 80 consistently and actually had a decent golf game. And now that I'm, you know, in my older age uh, and, and work and don't have as much free time, uh, the golf game is struggling a bit. But yeah, I've been a, a huge fan for a long time was, you know, growing up and and playing golf during the Tiger years and got to watch him explode on tour. Uh, And yeah, just a big time golfer, big time fan. Just want to let everyone know that his game, while he says might not be as good, is still better than 99% of the people out there. And that's like an actual fact. So uh, he's very uh, modest, I guess you could say. Um, Aaron, how about you? Tell us about your golf. I don't know journey. about ninety nine percent. We're still <laughs> we're still pretty average. Um, for me, I started. Uh, I I had taken like a couple lessons as a kid. Like my dad was 
kind of into golf and I, I didn't really like it. Like as a kid, I was, I played like basketball. I played tennis. I wanted to play football. I ran track. Like I was like, golf isn't a sport. Um, but then like towards the end of college, um, I, someone invited me to play in a, a charity golf tournament and, so I was like, okay, I'll go and support. And I just played and I pretty much used my used seven iron the entire time. And I had so much fun. Like I could probably hit it like 125 yards and I just had so much fun and I got hooked. And then once I graduated, I started like going to the range and playing more. And at this point, 10 years later, I'm like a, a semi veteran and a pretty experienced golfer. Yeah, I will say Aaron, uh, he doesn't always shoot like in the low 80s, for example, but he's one of the most consistent golfers. He never shoots over 90, um, always shoots around 85. Would that be fair to say? I'd say I I never shoot over 100. I rarely shoot over <laughs> 90. There's bad Aaron, days. Aaron, what is your lowest round ever? Lowest round is, uh, oh man, it's a 70... 76 or 77 um and it's only happened i've only broken 80 twice on a like normal par 71 or 72 course and uh it was amazing like probably one of the top five days of my life (laughs) (laughs) pretty solid now frank you are newer to golf uh especially compared to the two of us tell us a little bit about why you started and how your game's developing. Yeah, I've hit the range, you know, a few times when I was in high school, but it wasn't really until, uh, I think, end of 2019 when I really got hooked into golf. Uh, my significant other, now my fiance and soon-to-be wife. Ooh, congrats, uh, congrats. Thank congrats, you, thank Frank. you, thank you. <laughs> uh, she bought me a set of clubs, um, like, legit. Or sorry, not a set of clubs, a set of lessons. And then from there, you know, after like my first lesson, I actually like hit the ball, uh, you know, down the course. And just like Aaron, I was hooked. Um, I think it's one of those games where it feels like there's really no outside elements. So why am I not hitting this well? It's just sort of like a challenge to myself all the time. And how my game has progressed? Well, this game is still very challenging. Uh, I typically shoot like high 90s. And, you know, when Aaron was like, oh, I shot like a 76 or a 77, I was thinking like, damn, my low is probably like a 94. And, and you know, but you know what? It's all about improvement. We're all trying to get better, right? So I am taking lessons now. Um, and it's been, it's been a grind, but... Uh, every time I can go out and play a little bit, definitely try to, you know, take advantage of that opportunity. What's your favorite course that you've ever played? Uh, favorite course that I've ever played? Uh, probably Pacific Grove. Um, so that's in Monterey. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great golf courses there. And really, the I think like the front nine holes, they're pretty pretty normal looking but the back nine it's so beautiful you see the pacific ocean and the best part about it is uh you know you you really don't have to pay uh you know 300 400 500 for a tea time it's probably closer to 50 or 60 bucks so very accessible too the poor man's pebble as they call it down at pacific grove 
I, I love that course, and don't get me started on Monterey. It has some of the greatest golf courses in the entire world. I, I grew up down there. That's where I first picked up the game, played a ton of courses. Del Monte Golf Course, shout out Del Monte Golf Course, probably my favorite course in my home course. Used to play there after school all the time. Definite, uh, definitely a good place for a golf trip, maybe something that we can talk about in a later episode. Oh, absolutely. And we've all actually, uh, I don't know how many golf trips you guys had, but I really only had one, right? And that was up in Seattle. How about you guys? Like, yeah, I've, I've done like maybe two at this point. I went, I was also up there with you guys in Seattle, but I also golfed in, uh, Oahu when I went out there and I would count that as like a destination golf experience too. Yeah, for sure. I've played Hawaii a couple of times, um, done some trips up and down the West Coast. Haven't played much on the East Coast, something I'd like to do. But yeah, I feel like golf trips are so awesome, so much fun. We got to do more of them. Yeah. One thing thing the people should know, and maybe it'll hold us accountable to, is we we just decided we're we're thinking of trying to do like a golf trip like, like once a year maybe um and just pick a destination and just drive or fly out and play and and just kind of you know even even if we don't all live in the same area again at least hang out make an effort to hang out and try explore new golf courses yeah i think the next one we're all playing is kapalua right plantation course yes sir Um, in uh, maui so super excited just talked to zach zach has Obviously, an advantage uh, having played there once before, so he uh, you know knows the lay of the land a little bit better than us. So, yeah, we can talk about handicaps later. This was 15 years ago, and I don't remember any of the holes outside of 18, which is a crazy par five. But uh, yeah, it should be fun. I think we're all just trying to break 100 at this point. Yeah, Definitely, I know I am. All right, I think what we can, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about ourselves, but I think it'd be fun if we talked a little bit about each other's games, having played with each other a few times. Um, you know, let's let's start with Zachary Moses, since he's the most veteran one, right? So, mm. uh, Zachary, you know, he, he's a guy who goes to the range. He, like, it's a stripe show, right? You feel like he's going to break par. But then when you actually play with him, you realize, dude, this guy is mentally fragile. Like, off the tee, <laughs> like, he loses five balls OB, like, every round, like, just off the tee. And from there, he'll probably lose a couple other balls, uh, try, you know, tr- hitting the provisional as well. So, <laughs> I will say he, everything else, though, his short game, good. His putting, good. Um but off the tee, I mean, I love you, Zach, but man, you got to hit the driver sometime too, you know? <laughs> I'll add to I'll add to that and say they always say like golf, everyone has their own swing and it doesn't have to look good as long as you, you know, get the ball where it needs to go. And Zach's one of those players where like his swing looks so natural, but then like the longer the club is, the more wild the shot is you you could be like one or two fairways off to the side with a driver or a three wood so i but 
you know, you could tell that he's played a lot of golf because the short game, he always his iron shots in the short game always make up for it. Yeah, even off the tee, his long irons they'll go like push right all the time. But hey, I know or Zach Duck is Hook. taking Doug Cook sometimes, but Zach he uh, he's t- he's taking some mental lessons probably. You know, prepping up for a big trip to Kapalua. So I'm looking forward to the next time we play. Just meditating all month. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Uh, I think I need a therapist more than a, a swing coach at this point because I'm definitely a head case <laughs> off the tee. It's it's super frustrating <laughs> because uh, growing up when I played all the time, I I was a lot smaller guy. I did not hit the ball very far, but it was dead straight all the time. I'd like pump a little 200 yard drive down the middle of the fairway, and now it's you know 250, 260 plus and. So many different directions, so many different fairways, and it's uh, yeah, it's tough. It's you're like battling against this old self that was so much better at golf, and, and trying to get back to where I was. But yeah, you guys definitely nailed it. If I ever get my <laughs> my <laughs> my shots off the tee in play, uh, you guys better watch out. It's not gonna be close. Yeah, we might have to kick you off the average golf <laughs> podcast at that point. Yeah. Let's so, see. Let's see. Let's go with Aaron next. Zach, you want to kick us off for Aaron? Yeah, Aaron. Aaron has a interesting golf swing. He fluctuates between I that. being very flat with a takeaway to being more like online or I don't know where exactly it's supposed to be, but sometimes it feels like <laughs> you're you're bringing it around your like waist rather than up like near your shoulders. And I feel like depending on where that backswing goes, it's very, like it determines where your ball is going to go. And so sometimes you're just like spot on and hit a ton of fairways. And so I've seen, I've played a scramble with you once and you missed as many fairways as I did. Uh, so I feel like your game is pretty unpredictable, can, but can also be incredibly solid. Like you have a great short game. You make a lot of putts. I think you're very close to being a consistent player, but I feel like, for me, it's all mental, and that's why I make mistakes. For you, I feel like it's just sometimes your swing's off rather than being, like, a, a mental head case. And so, yeah, it's just, like, those small fixes with the swing, and you're going to be right there. I, I want to add that when I play with him, he you know how, like, R- Ricky Fowler, and if you don't know who Ricky Fowler is, like, you look at his golf swing, it's, like, obviously very different from everyone's. So your swing sort of reminds me of that, um, which I guess could be, like, low-key a compliment. But I will say, I agree with Zach, your short game, very, very good. Um, you know, you might be out of position, but you could definitely chip it back in, pitch it back in, and, you know, have a nice putt to save par or bogey. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like you're just pretty, like, everything's there to produce a great round, but just, like, minor tweaks to the swing which I think is what you're working on, right? Like you're taking lessons, like that'll get you to breaking 80 like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's like pretty accurate. Like I, I definitely am one of those people that like, I feel like Zach goes out and just like hits the ball, like doesn't really think about the swing, but I am always thinking about like 15 different things in the backswing and then 15 different things in the downswing. Because I, I took some lessons uh, when I first started, and so I, I got, like, some basics and things to work on, and then I would just, like, record my swing, and I would just get obsessed with, with like, 
getting the perfect swing and out on the course like I'm it's just hard to it's hard to replicate because I'm always tinkering with it I'm always like changing stuff so yeah that's definitely a weakness of mine all right Frank you're up don't do it dude don't do it (laughs) I've never I've never seen someone so obsessed with golf and play so often and not be able to shoot a good score on the golf course I hate you so much (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding no but for real like Frank picked up the game a few years ago and started taking it seriously and he's actually progressed incredibly quick he was shooting those you know low mid hundreds and he's now down in the 90s and he went from hitting big slices to hitting nice baby draws and it, it's quite incredible. Uh, I think the lessons have actually paid off, and, and it's, it's nice to see. I think Aaron and I are a bit worried. It's like definitely in the back of our head that you're, you're creeping up on our scores, and uh, we need to pick up our games a bit. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, like rate of improvement is is really fast right now. So, And I think I think it's the same type of thing like with the mental part, like – golf is so mental i feel like frank sometimes gets in his head especially if it's close down the stretch or if a lot of people are watching and i mean part of that is also just being like a a new golfer where like you're you have to think about your swing and stuff um but i think like overall like your swing is really good i I feel like your your full swing with your driver is just like so consistent now it's wild so you know, you know how you know you suck? It's when like other people give you compliments and they're supposed to roast you a little bit. So <laughs> it's so I appreciate that, but damn, okay. Uh yeah, I'm coming for you guys, man. I got a few lessons left. I'm coming for you guys for sure. Yeah, Frank, I think you just need more tournament experience or just like high pressure experience. <laughs> Because at least for me, like, I played in a bunch of tournaments in high school, and like I know Aaron's played in plenty of scrambles and like work tournaments and stuff, and Frank, I feel like it was just a few months ago where Frank told us his biggest tournament ever was like a four-person scramble where we were all in the same group playing 2v2. And so, yeah, I think, Frank, you just need to get out there more in high-pressure situations to uh, get that game in in a better spot. Oh, dude, yeah. I typically play, you know, just on the weekends, right, sometimes with Aaron, uh, you know, sometimes just with some new strangers, and I can I can tell you even when I'm playing with strangers, it's like oh my gosh! Like sometimes I feel like they're all looking at me, and it's like oh that's some pressure, baby. I don't know if I can do this right now. <laughs> Golf's a different game when you got a lot of people watching, for sure. Before we move on, because this is our first episode, let's all state what our handicaps are or what we think they are, and then. In a few months from now, we can probably do the same thing and see if we actually improved or not or got worse. I can start. I haven't been keeping a official or accurate handicap, but I could probably say I'm around a... And please check me if you guys disagree. But I think I'm in the low teens at the moment. I would say maybe like a, a 12. I would agree, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. And I am... I actually just signed or i just like joined an official i don't know what you call it but i just joined an official ncga club and have an official handicap so i'm gonna start reporting some scores but for right now 
since I usually play bogey golf or a little bit better, I'd say, I don't know, 15, 16. Definitely a little bit higher than Zach. I think that's fair. I would say that's, yeah, I would say that's fair. Um, and I've been recording scores in an unofficial app, and I would say right now I'm like a 26, man. So, yo. <laughs> sandbagging. So, Sounds yeah. like a sandbagger. Full disclosure well, for the, the audience on this pod. Frank keeps raising his number. I, I'm pretty sure three weeks ago he told us in a in a text thread that he was like a 20 or 21, and now he's dropping 26 to start off episode one of Tossing Clubs, a podcast about golf. So, uh, yeah, he's sandbagging for sure. But um, yeah, we're gonna need to see some scores, bro. Yeah, I I mean I don't know how it's calculated, but it seems. I mean I'm just reading a number, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think that sounds about right. You're definitely in the mid to low 20s right now yeah there's nowhere to go but up um and i think yeah i think it would be a good challenge for us you know once we could start playing some more to you know try to get those down a little bit right i mean that's ultimately our goals um shall we move on let's do it all right so in the theme of getting to know us, let's talk about our favorite professional golfer, and this could be male or female. So, um, Aaron, I'll kick it to you. You know, who's your favorite PGA or LPGA player, or I don't know, Corn Fairy Tour player? <laughs> yeah, I would go with. I think hands down, my favorite uh, pro is Rory McIlroy. He was when I first started playing golf. He was like just bursting onto the scene. And his swing was just so pure looking. And he was, the, he's like 5'8 or 5'9, same height as me, like similar build at the time. Um, now he's gotten more ripped, but, um, and he could just like crush it. He looked so good and, and he was winning. And so I just needing someone to follow that, you know, I like to not always follow the popular guy. So needed someone besides Tiger and, uh, I loved watching Rory. And his still swing, do. yeah, his swing is so gorgeous. It's like he hits these high baby draws that are just like to me. die for. They're, they're, yeah, just like Frank. Yeah, you might be my second favorite golfer. <laughs> yeah, no, Rory is a great pick. You think uh, Rory's going to win the Masters for his Grand Slam? Uh, as a, as you know, his number one supporter on this podcast i'm gonna go yes <laughs> what's interesting about rory is he seems like he's still a young guy but he's kind of become one of the older dudes on tour he's like in his early 30s and he like spends a lot of time he like i feel like he's hit the point where he appreciates things outside of golf and like might not always yeah. have that competitive spirit that he had when he was super young like early 20s and winning all those tournaments and like the, everyone's wondering is he gonna you know get his game back together start winning again i think he will but it's just like an interesting he's hitting hitting that later stage of his career yeah for definitely sure. rooting for him one other thing about him is he he started recently like last couple of years i think he started tinkering with his swing and trying to be able to hit a fade and that was kind of a mixed bag of results and I was happy to see, I at least I think, he's going a little bit more with his natural swing recently and having success with that. Yeah, and I think he is, uh, he recently had a kid. So I don't know if you guys listen to like interviews and such, but 
a lot of what his interviews he talks about just having a new perspective on life and knowing that oh hey at the end of the day the golf course really isn't that important it's about taking care of his children and um his family and such so you know i think he says that but deep down inside he wants to you know get the grand slam too so i'm rooting for him you know i think it's always cool to see you know people accomplish uh really um you know, improbable feats, uh, especially for a guy like Rory, who's so likable. Yeah, great for guy. For sure. So, Frank, I mean, you're relatively new to the golf world. Who are who do you like? Uh, yeah, I would. You know, I'll show some love to the LPGA Tour. How about that? Uh, I would say my favorite, uh, I guess, player. Yeah, just let's just say player is Danielle Kang. Um, she is uh, someone who. I think it would just be so cool to hang out with. We actually saw her at uh, the Olympic Club during, I think it was the U.S. Open, right? Yeah. Um, and then basically, she like it's it's a major event. It's a very prestigious event, but she shows up in like a black hoodie, black joggers, um, and she she just like hits the ball straight. And you know, I, I don't think her swing is like prettiest swing, but like she's still so good. Um, but what I really like about her though is like her personality. She's been someone who could just, I think you play 18 holes with, you would just get along, um, and just have a great time no matter what you would shoot. Yeah. She, she seems like super relatable and I think so many professional golfers are kind of seen as robots and they kind of just, you know, go do their job and show up at the course and they play and then they leave. And I feel like Danielle Kang is, She's just so much more open about what's going on in the world and what she's into. And it's not all about golf. She's also like, I think she does like karate or something and always posting food on on Instagram and just like random stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty cool to see those other aspects of her life. I also like that you picked someone on the LPGA tour because I feel like in sports, there's always the discrepancy between male athletes and female athletes. But I think in golf having you know it's all about like on for guys it's all about like power and overpowering a course but i love watching lpga events because they're not always just trying to out like overpower the course there's so much more like strategy and and other skills that that are really like uh put on put on display yeah just overall i think LPGA players, their distances are so much more relatable, and you can see they shoot nine under on, you know, a sixty-eight hundred yard course, and it just goes to show you don't need to drive it three hundred ten yards. I mean, you could just be pinpoint precise too, and you could still shoot an amazing score. Um, so you know, watching them live, it's like, oh, okay, well, it's it's not that crazy of a shot. It's just you know, it's just got hit straight. Um, which is much easier said than done. All right, Aaron, how about you? Um, oh wait, wait, no, we I asked you. It's, I'll go with Rory McIlroy. Uh, all right, Aaron Moses, Rory. how about you? I gotta go with. I mean, <laughs> I was obviously a big fan of Tiger going up, but I don't want to talk about Tiger because everyone loves Tiger. Jordan Spieth is one of my favorite golfers. He's. I feel like I like the golfers that just have so much energy and fire out there on the course. And I guess that's why I like Tiger and I also like Jordan Spieth because when they're winning, they, they show it. They're out there fist pumping, they're yelling, they're screaming, they're um, really showing that they care about what they're doing. 
Jordan Spieth, he's like he's won three-time major champion. He won at Chambers Bay, which is just down the street from where I live up here in uh, Seattle, Washington, which is really cool. He's also super open and candid, has these like really interesting uh, kind of combative arguments with his caddy throughout the course of a round where they're just arguing about shots, and it shows you all this insight into what tour players and caddies talk about, which is really cool. And yeah, I'm also just rooting for a big comeback story from Jordan. He he won a few majors early on, and then he went pretty much silent and didn't do much at all. And now he's starting to get his game back a little bit. Still needs to get another major in there. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jay Spieth. How do you feel about uh, like Jordan's collapse at the Masters? I like watched that video like just getting to golf just seeing like epic breakdowns because you know that's just what you do when you first get into a sport you want to see the lowest of lows you know did you did you watch that clip and like well you know what are your thoughts on that who does that (laughs) who enters a sport and then then just wants to watch the lowest of lows (laughs) it's very weird frank but um i think one of the reasons i like jordan's speed so much is like i can relate to his game and being a like absolute just like mental head case on the course and making so many errors because it, you're all in your head, uh, and like yeah, Jordan definitely has had issues with that with the mental game, um, and so I, yeah, I think that also just makes him relatable because we're all out there making mistakes, and a lot of the times it's because you don't have confidence over a shot, and you got to get your head right, and it's just it it's so much bigger on on tour and it, it you know when you're showcasing to the entire world. I, 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 I want to add that I also watched the highest of highs too. So, you know, both ends of the spectrum. His but, his bunker hole outs on 18. Oh yeah, the Travelers and he like had a like jump chest bump with Greller. That was sick. Ooh. Yeah, man. Those I would, celebrations are great. If I could just jump in with a quick runner up that I was thinking of while you guys were talking, I, I think... One of my favorite golfers to watch now uh, is Bubba Watson. Um, I love, like, he's his swing is just so different, and his strategy of getting around the course is just so interesting to watch, how he can just shape the ball in, like, any way he wants and hit these massive banana hooks and slices and low, high. He's just got, like, so much control. And it's it's super fun to watch, especially with those like pro tracer lines that they added now. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. He's such an artist out there. Yeah. Hits like a fifty yard slice and it lands right in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's like how you won the Masters too. Yeah, like hit out the woods and he hit, hit like a crazy hook. Um, yeah, he's just someone who he he's also someone who has like a great personality too like someone who shows his emotions which is again just something different than all of the other guys you see who are just like pure gentlemen and just you know really don't stir the pot or anything um but he's actually very entertaining as well i think we can't get through this podcast and not mention colin morikawa given we're all cal bear alumni <laughs> and how good he yeah. is right now on tour he's had yeah. just like yeah an incredible season a beautiful swing like leading the tour and like approach shots and like i feel like i saw a stat recently where he'd he's like gaining one stroke on the field just by like his approach shots which is bizarre and like no one else is even close to that um 
and yeah, cow bears, go bears. Yeah, I remember seeing like when he first burst on the scene, there was like a tournament or two where his average distance from the hole on his approach shots, like all approach shots was like in the single digits. It was like eight feet or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he's one of yeah. those players where if he just yeah keeps the ball in the fairway off the tee, he's like impossible to beat. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, his Achilles heel is, like, the putting sometimes, but uh, if he if he can putt it well, then he's, like, I mean, he's legit unstoppable. Uh, he, he won two majors already? Yeah, yeah two majors, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really impressive. I, I think he's only, like, 24, so, um, yeah, he has a lot. He has a bright future ahead, for sure. Also, Asian-American represent. <laughs> that's right i will say though the lpga dominated by asian players though korea uh china's killing it uh thailand too um but anything else you boys want to talk about for our first episode of the pod when's the next that- time you guys are playing golf uh, bro i'm probably playing this weekend dude <laughs> weather permitting it's kind of raining yep. here in the bay area right now but I went to the range. Yeah, I went to the range a couple of days ago, and I'm up in Seattle, Washington, and it was like 38 degrees and like <laughs> drizzling. And like it's interesting because all the at the range, all the different slots have a heater up above <laughs> where you hit because it's absolutely freezing up here right now. So I don't know if I'm gonna have play another full round until we hit up Kapalua in the new year. So. I'll be coming in Ooh. with not a lot of practice. So this might be your chance, Frank, of uh, beating me out there. Oh, I'm, we're, we're playing with, like, handicaps, right? So I get, like, 12 strokes or something based off of the handicaps we stated. So I hope I think I think I got shot this time. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll iron that out in the next month. Uh, well, I think that's all we got for, for episode one. Of tossing clubs, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back soon. All right, thanks All everyone. Right. Cheers. Can't wait. See you guys.